I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder, and today I welcome Jeff Gronemeyer to the show. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, Julie. Jeff is, I'm going to let him tell you, tell, tell you about his background because he's got a lot of knowledge and I'm excited just to kind of pick his brain today and have him share with you all uh, even, even a few nuggets in there, Jeff. So uh, currently Jeff is the vice president of new development for Convergent Logic. So Jeff, again, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, something you mentioned to me recently, Jeff, is this idea of, because I know in your current position, you have an opportunity to, to, you know, certainly, of course, meet a lot of people, work with a lot of different companies across the country as it re- relates to many things, mostly that digital and lead gen and, and automation. But you mentioned this idea of an ecosystem. And can you can you talk to, to us a little bit about what you mean and 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 why that's important in senior living? Yeah, you know, Julie, I've I've been going to the conferences. It's conference season, as we all know. Um, And for me, having come from a background in the sales and operations piece in senior living, um, I started to hear things, started to see things as I moved into um, the vendor and product side. And that was lots of best-in-class ideas, lots of best-in-class solutions, lots of different, really cool things that have gone on. And it's been an explosion lately. But then I also heard on the backside, the frustration of, um, well, what's working and and is this doing what I thought it would do and how do I attribute? Um, And so I started kind of asking that question, you know, what's really important. And if I heard attribution once, I heard it a million times and I put the two and two together and sort of realized that hey, maybe we've created our own problem, right? Um, We've got a lot of really great solutions, but integration, um, the ability to make that stack really work and talk is a real difficult job. Um, Somebody upgrades something and the link breaks and you just kind of lose it. Uh, And so that was kind of where the the genesis of the idea really came. And and then the fruition was um, something you and I have talked about before. What are we really trying to solve? I know from my experience in senior living, especially, it felt like sometimes Groundhog Day. We're always trying to solve the same thing, even though we've maybe brought the question up a little bit differently. We're still trying to solve how do we get full? How do we stay full? How do we change the perception of senior living um, into something that's not just a, a choice after you know a negative life event, but really something to look forward to and reach out to for all the positive benefits. And that's where the idea came from and um, have just been starting to put that together and, and decide what that really looks like. And I think maybe, um, you know, that that ecosystem, that holistic approach may be, may be our solution to, to solving some of the things that we're constantly trying to fix. Yeah, you know, you say, what problem are we trying to solve? And I think, like, to your point, the problem, we know what the problem is. I think the better way that, that I should maybe phrase it is what components or what pieces 
uh, that it were factors, you know, because like you said, what we're wanting to do or what we need to do is, is maximize revenue, either filling the building or maximize, you know, rent revenues. Uh, so in a perfect world, okay, what does, in your opinion, you know, a, a company's ecosystem look like? If you could start from scratch, from the from a sales and, and marketing perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, for me, it's, it's first sitting down and, and thinking about, you know, what's our responsibility to the customer, to the, to the prospect that we're going to have. And I think we've gotten so um, tightly focused on the end, you know, what are we doing as they come out of the funnel when they first meet our buildings? And, and I think we've got that well thought out, you know, um, you know, millions of different things that we do, the creative follow-ups and the wows and all those things are great for the in-person. But as you move back up the funnel um, and you get above it, I think that's where we get a little, uh, little bit too much piecemeal. And, and I think it starts with understanding, let's talk and be available to a prospect two, three years before they're ready to come to us. Um, I know, you know, when I make big life decisions, I typically don't make them, you know, at the spur of the moment, unless there's been, you know, something negative happen. It's always difficult to take somebody who's coming to us from a negative emotional perspective, which you are if it's death of a spouse and things like that. So if we look at our marketing dollars, we look at our, our effort as communities and we start thinking, how do I touch the person three years away from me? How do I make that message work? And then when I bring them towards me and I create brand stickiness, how am I going to be sure that um, I'm available to them, that I'm not overly protective. You know, I'm not a big fan anymore, really, of the gating. I think we're asking people to trust us, right? We hear all the time, trust, trust, trust. It doesn't sound very trustworthy if I won't tell you things without giving you, you know, without you giving me the email, without you giving me all the, the contact information. So put some things out there that people really do need to make a good decision um, and don't have it gated. So you're building this, this system now where um, you're really understanding first and foremost, who's my customer, where are they at, when are they at, when's the first time I want to contact them, and then determining what kinds of tools, what kinds of strategies you need um, to bring them in. So um, you know now, for instance, with uh, staffing the way it is, live chat, you know, everybody's got a bot, but how often can you just talk to a live person? Not as easy. We always want to drive them to the building because we want the salesperson to have that conversation, but everybody's not ready for that. They just want a couple of quick questions. So building in, and I think thinking a little bit more about who the prospect is, where they're at, and extending our funnel up. <laughs> um, you know, if, you, if I was going to do a visual, I'd have my little short funnel like we have now. And I think the future funnel has us working a lot more above it, um, being a lot more open in the middle of it, and ideally having those tools that we use be be connected, be things that um, are you know best in class um, integrated already, so that whatever we're doing, we're not having to manage multiple people because that gets back to again the staffing thing. How, it's hard to manage 15, 16 vendors. Um, in the marketing and sales piece. So the more you can get people working in that ecosystem idea, whether it's them having true partnerships 
um, or whether it's them developing at all, I think that's that's really the direction that's going to provide the most success for us in the future. No, it makes great sense. It makes great sense. You grow your occupancy, you know, the funnel, uh, the my life's mission is to open it up, you know, wider, help or right. help others do that, even five basis points. Uh, that's once a lead comes to us and to your point, there's many, you know, multiple, can be multiple steps above that funnel. And so kind of when you're talking, I'm thinking the ecosystem of how leads how they get to us, what, at what, at what point are they coming to us and what is that experience or how do we, um, holistically look at serving the, the customers at every stage of the funnel. And, you know, we've said it lots of times, I've said it and, and it's true. We can drive loads and loads of leads into the funnel, but if we're not working this working with the sales, right? The sales processes and, and the, 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 all of the components that go into it well, no matter, but we can be the greatest salespeople in the world, but we do need people coming to us. So, right. and, and then of course the customer, customer service or the service aspects throughout the entire ecosystem, uh, you know, that would include, uh, you know, asking our customers and surveys and uh, looking at, um, you know, pre-move in, post-move in, you know, all of that to that circle of uh, that, that kind of wheelhouse, right? Or for wheel of, of success. Yeah. Keeping it yeah. high. Uh, you know, we're talking about the, the different uh, opportunities or offerings in, in senior living in many businesses. And there's great there. And it's growing, it's growing. And I'm, and I love to learn and be, you know, exposed to who's doing what. And, you know, there's multiple CRMs and, and digital providers and marketing and, and sales and websites and everything. Um, I think it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. It is overwhelming. <laughs> yes. And yeah. it's also, um, I'll use Vitality as an example, right? So, you know, when I, as, as a CSO of Vitality, you know, we started with, eight buildings when we merged and came together, right? And it com- and grew quite quickly to, to now 30, acquire, disposition, move, move, grow, grow. And uh, what you need then may not be what you need, what we need now. It may be, but it may look different. And at eight, you know, you're at maybe adding this for right now. And then at 15, we add this for now. And now we, we end up sort of, uh, you know, with that, cottage that we've added multiple, you know, rooms to or bathrooms that that maybe ultimately serve the purpose, but is it the most effective and efficient layout or floor plan, if you will. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Those are, those are all, you know, great points. And I think you, you, you know, you kind of touched on that piece too, when you talk about opening and widening, um, you know, at the top and, and, I think that means opening our minds a little bit too. I know, you know, I know when I worked, you know, on the operator side, whether it was nationally and, and even when I did the work in China internationally, um, it's sometimes a lot of effort to get people to think outside of those prospects that can move in this month. You know, what do we've got? Cause we're so, you know, the occupancy is so important and, 
you know, in senior living, it's even more important because of the shortness of the stay. You know, we've seen over my career in 15 years that that stay just gets shorter and shorter. Um, and so we get hyper-focused, I think, on it. And the result has been, to your point, great innovation and tools. I mean, the things that are on a website today, um, the tools that are available to us today compared to when I started in 2006, um, it's, you know, all we had is a newspaper ad and a flyer and we printed the flyer ourselves. I mean, we just didn't have the level of expertise that we have now. Um, but what's really never grown is we've never thought outside of the creativity of those, those same, those same things, the same thing that I was trying to do with that newspaper ad, I'm still trying to do with all these great tools. So there again, I think we just need to continue to expand the mindset, you know, people like you out there pushing people to think about things in a bigger way or a different way, spinning the concept, asking some, you know, questions around, Hey, how many times have we had this meeting, right? How many times have you sat down as a company and tried to figure out what, what this is that's happening? Um, and, and you're still back doing it two, three, four, 10 times. What, what really needs to happen? What really needs to change? Um, and that can be training, um, you know, better training, different training, um, different tactics. Uh, it could also be bringing, you know, different kinds of digital strategies, different kinds of tech tools um, into play. Um, but more really just understanding that we no longer just work at the bottom, you know, that bottom of the funnel. It's just this whole big ecosystem of that prospect and where they are and who they are um, and what kinds of things that we can creatively come to solve it. I mean, I'll share Here's a tidbit for all the listeners, right? I have an 82-year-old mom. Um, she lives with me. I'm happy with that. Um, but she's not as happy as she could be because I'm busy. I travel. I do a lot of different things. She's not hanging out with other people her age. Um, you know, if a senior living company had a little $400 club membership that she could pay and she could go over and do some of the things that she wanted to do and give her that one and a half, maybe two years tops to start to feel comfortable, to make friends, to do and engage, to be engaged without it being a sales process, she'd probably already be living in a senior living community. Um, but I cannot find one of those in Indianapolis. So, um, you know, there's a, there's an example of just looking at a person differently um, yeah. and creating some things, whether it's marketing or whether it's digital strategies or it's the way we go about um, interacting with people um, to kind of create uh, the real doors and the real opportunities. Because my father-in-law, to finish that story, eighty-one, he gets a he gets a very nice postcard, big postcard, glossy from um, one of the buildings that's near where he lives, and he asks me about it all the time because he's in you know, I'm in senior living. He says, "Hey Jeff, what do you know about this place?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's a nice place." And you know, is that the one? And he's like, "I can't ever remember the name of it, but they send me the card." And I think to myself about that all the time. I'm like, you're spending an awful lot of money sending him a card. He knows you're a senior living place, but he can't remember. You can't break through the remember the name part. That's a conversation I think we should be having in our conference rooms. How do we fix that? As a, as a solution provider, how can I help you fix that? Um, is, is what we need to have in our ecosystem of, of tools and the way we go about seeing our prospects and delivering things that really help them understand who we are and why we're valuable. The, from, from, from where I sit and just be, and being able to work with 
with great people and so many different people and clients and companies uh, and, and individuals, it's the, the, the more narrow or like specific you can get in breaking it up to identify, for example, that one piece and, and put actionable step maybe to that same with, with the, you know, the, the sales process, you need to grow, you know, improve your closing ratio. There's about six things that you, you to dissect it, right? And it doesn't sound fun, really, dissection <laughs> or analyzing it, but to, to, to be able to either do one or two things, start from scratch, you know, and, and build, take your, your home, buy a piece of land and build the home again, uh, which is absolutely an option. Or to really look at, again, what problem, maybe we know the problem, maybe not, or what part of it are we trying to solve, or at least improve. In order to do that, I think to it, it kind of to tie back into that funnel, Jeff, another thing that, that I've seen, and, and tell me if you have too, is data. And in our work-a-day world, in the world when we all work, and we got this data over here, this data over here, this data over here, over here, over here. Maybe we don't get it. Maybe we, maybe a, a vendor is providing it, or maybe not, and we don't know, or we don't. And we can't take time to analyze, uh, you know, five platforms of data. Um, or if we can, we need, you know, how is that done, and how routinely and regularly? So, using first of all as an actionable uh, takeaway, I'd say, uh, just globally know or understand what data is available, right? Based on what companies you work with or if it's internal and then um, what do you want to know? What do you need to know? Uh, how are the dollars spent? You know, all of those that I believe, tell me what you think can really help us pinpoint more accurately. So we're not reacting knee-jerk reaction, it's emotional, and we need more leads, or are these, none of our leads, how many times have we heard? Well, the digital leads, are, none of them are any good. Right. I'm sure you've never heard that. Uh, ha ha. Uh, but, or you got why outreach, you know, no one is, nobody is referring to anybody anymore. Right. <laughs> so, um, All businesses stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing at, look, I, you know, it's, I'm laughing with, uh, with myself, because we've all right. done that too. So I think what uh, what you're saying has is an incredible merit. If there's if there's one thing that someone listening could do this month or think about to potentially then take action to do, what would you tell them to do, or or what comes to mind? Yeah. Um, I think I'd really take a, I, just what kind of you said, I think I'd really take a look at how well you can track and attribute your customer journey today. Look at your current tools, um, pull your reporting, you know, and, and kind of do that forensic um, fishbone like, you know, we do in healthcare. How, how difficult was it to get that information? How much time and effort went into it? And how much do you really understand about the true journey? And when I say journey, I mean initial interest through, you know, um, checking in through early engagement and ultimately becoming a, a sales qualified lead. 
how easy can you see? Um, and does your system allow you to, um, to do it? Does it allow you to actually see that journey of a person? Do you have the, the digital tools? Do you have the capture tools? Do you have the reporting tools that you really need to do that? Because they are out there. Um, but if you're not intentional, when you put things in place to ask those questions, will this work in that, in that system? Um, we end up having a lot of things that live outside of it. In the first couple of minutes, it's not a big deal. Well, this one thing does, it's not a big deal. But I would be willing to bet that if they do that exercise, they're going to find that instead of having everything lined inside the, the, the gutters, so to speak, or the curbs, they're going to have a lot of little systems that live outside of that, of that, um, that narrow silo or pipe of, of information where they can get it quick and where it's integrated and, and easily understandable. So it, my, that would be my first thing, just take a half day and hopefully it's all it takes um, and pull your reporting and ask yourself whether it really truly gives you insightful um, information on that customer journey, how well you can track that person from start to finish, um, because only then can you really bring in creative strategy and determine whether tools are really working or determine where your customers are really engaging um, with your brand or with a community um, and what you may want to change. So that's, I think, a really, really useful um, and helpful exercise and hopefully a very eye-opening one. Um, because again, you know, we get used to doing work, right? I know I do. I get used to doing something I become comfortable with doing it, even though it's not the ideal way I should be doing it. I've just, it's just become what I do. Um, and this is a, that think that's an exercise to help break you out of that and, and ask yourself, do I, do I really, should I really be doing all this or is there an easier, better way? Cause there is easier, better ways for sure. Um, you know, that's why we develop our reporting to be all in that one spot. So you don't have to go side to side. So I know it, I know it exists. If it exists from us, it's, it exists from others probably as well. Great advice. As always, I love talking with you, picking your brain. You're a great guy too. And that's- Well, I always love talking to you and seeing you around <laughs> as well. It makes my day. This is going to be the best Monday I've had um, so far this month, which is off to a, a good start. So I think uh, I think this might be my high point for Mondays, but thank you for that. And, and you know what? This month, 4th of July was on Monday. So this is better than the 4th of July. It's a better than the 4th of July, even though that was a day off of fun and barbecuing. This was, I, like I said, I love brainstorming and coming up with new, I'm a push the envelope out uh, a little bit kind of person. So um, these, these things really get me going. I can, I'll, I'll live off of this energy for the rest of the week for sure. Yeah. I think the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me is that I was more fun than the 4th of July, <laughs> which you didn't technically say, but, but it's true. I'm I'll, gonna, I'll own it. I'm you are more fun <laughs> than the 4th of July there. It's, it's on camera. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Thanks so much. You're Jeff Gronemeyer, Vice President of New Business Development at Conversion Logics. Uh, you can learn more about Grow Your Occupancy on our website at growyouroccupancy.com. Uh, usually, uh, always a free webinar to sign up for, and get some great guests in the August webinar coming up. And also, check out the Bridge the Gap podcast. We've got a great lineup of Wednesday contributors through the rest of the year. And hope to see all of you soon. Jeff, I know I'm going to be seeing you, right? In Nashville. That's right. Nashville. Yeah. Looking yes. forward to it. 
It, absolutely. So thanks again and have a great rest of your week. You too. Thanks, Julie.